Hello, this is Louise and a really warm welcome to Successful Student Transitions, a podcast hosted by me and Elizabeth Gillies. Our aim is to support you as you step out, find your new gear and thrive in the next stage of your life. So you're listening to Series 4, Lean Into Student Life, Thrive Through the Maze of University Transition. This series is for you if you're a first year university student who's just arrived. For eight weeks, we'll be offering tips for helping you to settle well through this life transition. And in this episode, we're talking about five tips for long-term success. You know, one of the things that Elizabeth and I have learned through multiple periods of personal and professional transition is that looking after our well-being is a fundamental factor that contributes to positive outcomes. Our well-being impacts on everything and everything impacts on it. The important thing though is that we all have our own priorities when it comes to our well-being and learning to understand what they are for us is really important. Some might call it self-indulgent but we call it self-compassion and compassion for others because when we feel well we impact others positively and research has shown that that can have an exponential impact on everyone, a win-win for all. So in this episode, we encourage you firstly to take stock and celebrate your progress so far. You know, we don't really do this often enough in our experience. Then notice where you need to put your attention and what needs to get done, and then reflect on what feeds your well-being. We hope this episode helps you to reflect on your progress so far and your successes so far, and then help you set up for success for the rest of the term. Enjoy this episode. Welcome. If you're listening to this, this is the one month marker. We're sure you'll have been ups and downs, things to celebrate. Imagine you're still here at university. What a celebration that is. There are things you're still getting to grips with and some things you know you need to put your mind to. We are supporting you in making a good beginning with an understanding that adjusting well is linked to success. There might be some good information at your university. For instance, the University of Limerick has an FSW programme first seven weeks, and it aims to provide information and resources for their new students. So check out your, your, your university to see how they support new students. And of course, you can listen here. So in this podcast, we're sharing five tips for reviewing how you're doing at university at this one month marker. We will really lean into what's going well. We'll discuss how to get to the tricky stuff, about checking in how you're doing, and about reviewing some of the things in previous podcasts about filling your well-being bucket and paying attention to fundamentals. So let's, Louise, go in with tip one, lean in to going what's going well. So it's early days and you're still likely in the entry phase of the transition cycle that we introduced in podcasts one and two. You're at the beginning of your university life. Let's take some time to dwell on your successes. It could be useful to write them down and notice the good stuff that you are making happen and the positives in the environment. The psychological term for this is savouring, where we intentionally intentionally celebrate what's going well, paying attention to positive thoughts, feelings and the things you're doing. 
This focus strengthens and lengthens positive emotions. It's something you might be doing already, and it's certainly something we can learn to do more, make a space for this to happen. And it's really important to focus on just some small things that you've achieved. I had a friend who moved to South America. She wasn't able to speak Spanish very well, but she viewed her her early days of buying bread in a local bakery as a great success. It brought her huge positive emotions. There were plenty of things she didn't know how to do. So bringing the sense of achievement brought her no end of joy. And I can totally relate to that story because I had the same thing with buying stamps when I first moved to Portugal. <laughs> so I still remember the events and actually successfully transact- making yeah. that transaction work and having the stamps and being able to post, actually post a, necess- a dissertation because it was when I was doing my master's back yeah. to my University of Leicester here in the UK. So there's a link to today. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, as a student, I mean, there are lots of things that you, you perhaps can think about that are worth savouring. You know, the things that you're doing, what have you been doing in the last three or four weeks to look after yourself? You know, it could have been that you've made your, your room a lovely, cosy, safe place. So that's a nice place to be. It's nice to sit there and savour that comfort making friends, um, joining clubs and societies, you know, perhaps you're pleased with yourself for trying something new. I mean, brilliant, great, good on you for getting out there and doing stuff that scares you, um, but then doing it successfully. So that's a great thing to congratulate yourself, to celebrate and to savour. And also how you're looking after yourself, you know, hopefully you're eating well, um, perhaps you're taking some exercise. So recognizing the achievement in that and then also being independent and away from home I mean that is a big step if you've never lived away from home so recognize that to recognize the progress you've made there Um, and then also the new things you're learning and not just the academic things everything that you're learning day to day yeah and you know that learning bit about it's about savoring settling into work as a student um Maybe you've completed all the paperwork that you needed to do. There's usually a huge amount of stuff about, you know, enrolling on your courses or signing up to things. So you might have that completed or a, or a chunk of it done or some of it done. So savour that. You know, you'll likely have an academic tutor or an advisor. Have you met them yet? Or have you a date to meet them? Perhaps any other planned meetings? Those are really good things to get on and savour. Have you contacted support services? Have you visited or had a library tour? Are you starting to feel more familiar with this place that you're in? Um, So something that you notice that you've done or you're doing with in regards to work or study, the way you're organizing your student life is something to really kind of savor and and sort of notice that how, you know, the, the good things that you're doing. Yeah, and I think thinking about yeah how you're getting around and getting to know your new environment. So, you know, knowing now that you can walk up to that lecture, you're not having to rush around trying to find out where it is. You now know where that is. You've perhaps worked out where you want to study. You've got your nice study space that you enjoy, um, that you can take your coffee, your tea, your hot chocolate to and sit and, and enjoy some peace while you focus on the work. That's something to celebrate and savour. Um, knowing that you can arrange to meet a friend, you now know where you could go on campus. So that's great too. 
you know, what's good about your accommodation? What are you enjoying about the accommodation? Um, does it bring together friends? Are you enjoying the chats in the kitchen um, together of an evening? Or perhaps things that you do off campus, if you're living off campus as well, as some of you will be. And then the journeys that you take, you know, taking the bus, you're getting to know the routes around, you're getting to know what to jump onto, if it's a bus or a train, um, the facilities that are around in on the campus, but also if you're near a city in the city as well. Um, there may be other things that we've not mentioned that have sprung to mind as I've been talking away there. So, yeah, think about it from your perspective and what has had meaning and has um, been something that you, you want to savour and, and recognise as positive in the experience so far. So if you've got those things or some things in the list that you notice, um, there'll be things that you didn't know four weeks ago. <laughs> so there's been a lot of learning in this in this time. So if you want to pause the recording just after this and say, take some time to focus on a few of these achievements, kind of step into that experience to really feel about what's going well. When you do this, notice your inner world. How does this make you feel? What are you thinking about? What are you noticing about yourself? What are you noticing in the things around you? That's savouring. And Louise and I are going to savour some things for ourselves too now. So pause the recording and then do a little bit of that and then come back to it when you've, when you've finished. So welcome back. And hopefully you've been able to lean into some good things that have been happening. Louise, what did you notice when you were savouring some of your achievements, some of the good stuff? Yeah, I think it, one of the things is when you write stuff down, you actually physically write it down or perhaps you've typed it into your computer or notes or whatever it is you use on your phone. Um, but as you, that act of you know, writing it down helps you focus on them. Um, and, yeah, you feel good about yourself, perhaps even a sense of pride about what you're achieving um, and what you've achieved so far. I, I sort of felt pride around a few of the things that I've done recently and wrote down. Um, and probably there are some things that I hadn't really thought about that I should recognise that I've done well in the, the past week or so. So that was helpful too. All of that helps me to feel a stronger sense of positive emotion. Um, and that relates back to a framework for well-being called PERMA that we covered in a past um, podcast episode. So we'll put a link to that um, at the end of, of this episode so that you can click on that and learn more about that if you are interested. Um, and actually, it also links to um, there's a psychological theory called the Borden and Build theory which is based on uh, research into positive emotions and and it says that when we focus on creating experiences or reflecting on positive things that generate positive emotions we build the way our brain responds to opportunities and challenges so it will see them in a, in a, in a positive way and we'll see more so um for example, our peripheral vision, apparently, and the studies have shown this, that when we are feeling more positive emotions, our peripheral vision expands so we can see more widely and seize more opportunities. And our brain is also flooded with good chemicals such as serotonin and dopamine. And that helps us to feel, um, to think more innovatively and feel safe 
and also to collaborate more. So that's really great if your task now is to sort of meet new people, make friends, and um, meet colleagues on your courses and so on. Um, so there are really positive things. And also it helps us to feel safe as well, the dopamine, um, which is a really important thing in your new environment. So we're not just, and, and just to emphasize, we're not just talking about you know, positive thoughts for positive thoughts sake. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is relate, think about positive experiences that have genuinely done or genuinely do then um, generate positive emotions. Um, it's not just a thinking thing. It's a, a feeling and relating to experiences thing. Um, so it's not that 80s, um, 1980s when I first started working in sales, it was all about positive mental attitude. That's not what we're talking about at all here. Um, there are real positive benefits of, of enhancing your positive emotions in this way. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree writing it down or having it in some way kind of in front of you really f helps you focus more on that good stuff that has happened, you know? So it's not imagining the stuff in the future, although that can happen too. So writing it down or recording it in some way really helps folk, uh, savoring, as does taking photographs to capture um, an image that you can return to, you know, an image of that cozy room that you can look at or um, a place that you where you are, you know, a, a lecture theatre or or a room where, or a building where you are, or a group of friends, those are going to help your savouring. And sharing what you've been, what's been going well with someone else, maybe a parent or a friend, can also increase these positive emotions. So it's a good thing to do. And if it worked well for you, if that kind of really thinking and stepping into that moment worked for you, it's something to add that maybe will be a helpful strategy for you kind of now and in the future. So you could read some more about savouring if you want, but Louise and I would highly recommend it. <laughs> so tip two, Louise, what's tip two? Okay, so tip two is all about prioritising and acting on doing the important stuff. So looking to the future and thinking about what's coming up and trying to keep on top of the things that need to be done. When you view what's going well, you'll likely also think about the things that need some attention as well. So perhaps that exercise has also made you think about what else you need to be doing. And if it does, has, then jot those things down. And that's natural, it happens to us all. Um, you know, when we're focused on what's going well, that's great. But we also, at the same time, need to be having a good balance about meeting deadlines, keeping arrangements and doing the things that ultimately will support us to more positive activities and therefore hopefully generating positive emotions um so think about what's what you need to be doing there may be some things that are important you find it hard to get round to doing <laughs> some tasks that kind of never make that list or if they do make that list never get to the top um do you know what those are um perhaps have a think now about what they may be i know i'm quite good at doing this um, and it's really useful to reflect and just think about patterns that perhaps are starting to emerge. And then you ask yourself, well, what might help me here? You know, and it's early days now. It's not too late. Um, so you've got time to focus on this. Um, and also remember that inner compassion that we talked about last week. Um, you know, transitions take a lot out of us. So you might be saying things to this to yourself like, 
well, this transition has been challenging at times and it's taken quite a bit out of me. I've been really busy settling in. So therefore, there are really good reasons why I haven't done things. And that's absolutely fine. Um, give yourself some kindness. Um, and that's one way to support you into doing what you need to do. Um, if we beat ourselves up, then we tend to be feeling negative and not like doing stuff. But if we talk to ourselves in that compassionate way, we're more likely to then say, okay, well, what am I going to do next? Um, and if you want to hear about nurturing, more about nurturing self-compassion, then listen to podcast five. And there is a question here in it, Ms. Might some procrastination be in the air? Um, you might have plans about what you're going to do during the day and then find that the day ends and most of it hasn't happened. And it's really good to remember and being kind to yourself, this is important for you to note that procrastination peaks at your age, at the age of going to university. So the two things coincide, you know, the transition to university plus procrastination as an issue. You know, and you've got more free time and freedom to do what you want to do. You haven't got those routines imposed by you, by school and parents. So you're also learning to organise yourself. So you've got all of that going on at the same time. So it's good to lean into what's going on in your mind, um, you know, and ask yourself, well, okay, that task needed to be done yesterday. Why didn't I get to it? What stopped me? Maybe you think it's too hard. It's too big. It's too much for you right now. Um, if so, there are ways that you can approach it. Um, and we have a podcast just for that on procrastination, episode seven. So you might want to go and listen to that. But I know, Elizabeth, you have some great tips about what to do when you're delaying something, when you're putting it off. Um, what, what what are those? I, I think I, I mentioned in a recent podcast, There's a there was a saying by Mark Twain, if you've got two frogs to eat, a big frog and a little frog, eat the big one first. So do the difficult thing first. And even this morning, I had a few things to do. I had a an email that was a bit tricky and I did it first. And so I noticed when I'd done it um, and it got, it was, it was finished and complete, you know, it's not going to be sitting around on my back all day, <laughs> it gave me space to do other things that I wanted to do. So, you know, I think sometimes people think, Oh, if I just start off with some easy things that will get me into the flow, the research doesn't say that it says eat the big frog first. Great. Um, and also, you know, it's a motivation thing, perhaps slightly, you know, you kind of need to do the work to get into and create motivation. But also, you know, if you have a strong reason for why you're sitting here and an interest in what you're doing, that really helps. So I know probably the first three weeks of this term, you've been focused on social stuff, you know, making those friends and getting involved in the community. That's really, really important. But perhaps now it's useful to spend some time reminding yourself about why you chose this course, why you chose this university, um, because that will help you remind you yourself of the priorities and what you also need to be attending to, i.e. your course and the work, um, and remind yourself about why it is worthwhile to be where you are and to be focusing on the work that you need to be doing. Anything else, Elizabeth? I really like the word yet. Yet, I think, brings a kind of hopeful idea that I'm working on it. You know, I've not settled my routine yet. I haven't made that appointment yet. 
it's all about progress. And as you are in this first month of your university, you know, you're making progress towards all these things. There's no expectation you're going to have it all done in that first month. So, you know, with it, it there's an awareness of what's going on. Um, you're, you're getting things done and it takes time. So I'm not there yet, but I'm, I've got plans to get there. So yet is a good word. Yeah, I have yet written on my computer in great capital letters. <laughs> my <laughs> daily reminder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so tip three is to check in with yourself and just see how you're doing. So aiming for a balance. The balance is what we've talked about, about doing what's going well, focusing on that, building that into your kind of savouring um, skills, but also at the same time addressing priorities of the things that you know might need to be done that are maybe a bit more challenging. And we're going to suggest you try to keep both these aspects of doing well going, continuing to notice and savour, it's easy to forget that when you, you're overwhelmed by some challenges and keep your eye on the important stuff, trying to work out what helps you, how to create your own unique strategies and plans and use them. And it's important to keep a review like this going. I know some people, students at university might do kind of weekly plans or some monthly plans. And that's a really good thing to be able to do. Anything else to add here, Louise? Yeah, I perhaps think uh, suggest <laughs> that it's quite helpful to to notice when things start to slip. Um, I think that's the advantage of checking in regularly. You'll begin to see the slippage before it becomes a major calamity and disaster, i.e. you miss that first deadline. Um, so if you're checking in weekly and thinking, am I on track? Am I following and doing what I need to be doing and you're you're going to see those early signs that yeah I didn't actually finish what I needed to last week so therefore I need to adjust things this week to help you get back on track yeah I, I agree with that as well and you know as the term goes on there's going to be some growing challenges sort of you're starting off the easy bit at the moment and remember you know you might need to reach out for some help and that's an important skill and as another previous podcast, we talked about that. So remember, you're in a place where learning is at the core of why people are here. So if you learn that you need some support to do something, this is a time you'll, you'll find out with that checking going back and forward. It's a really good thing to ask for help at this point. Yeah. And there's many sources of support and help. So it's really important that you familiarise yourself with them and then use them. because That's why they're there. <laughs> um, okay, so tip four is all about filling what we call your well-being bucket. So it's quite likely that you've been burning the candle at both ends so far. Um, everything's new and you've been at uni for, what, three, four weeks. You're perhaps a bit tired. You may have had a touch of freshers' flu. And, you know, you had to work at, at, start at moving into the reality of student life and and you know recognizing that it's more than freshers week now it's going to become something else and that's around all the academics and the studying and so what we want to do at this point is introduce you to a concept that we call the well-being bucket um which we introduced in series three of this podcast which is called fundamentals for well-being and really we start with the premise that we all have well-being you know it's innate within us 
And if you stop to think right now, you may be feeling tired, perhaps a bit slowy, or you may be feeling fine and happy. Um, but you know, if you think about it, you're here and you and your body are functioning. Um, there is some well-being about you. So we want to imagine a bucket, and in that bucket is that level of well-being that you currently possess and feel that you have. And of course, the idea is to keep your bucket as full as possible um, of well-being so that you feel good and you have the energy to do what you need to do to be the person that you want to be. And we have a tap to fill our bucket with things that help and support ourselves. So at the top of the bucket is the tap. We can choose to switch that on and support ourselves with these well-being practices, which we'll come on to talk about in a minute. But as well as tap, unfortunately, there are some holes in the bucket. <laughs> and those are the drains that we have on our everyday well-being. Um, the holes might be small and they might have very little impact on our well-being overall. But there could also be bigger holes that then have a bigger effect on how we're feeling and leave us with little reserves. And times of change, such as this, and periods of transition, are times when our well-being bucket, bucket comes under a little bit more pressure than when you were comfortably living at home. And you know, we're likely to have more drains on your bucket than you did perhaps over the summer vacation, for example. And the other thing to remember out of our bucket is it's not sitting in isolation because we, as individuals, don't sit on our own. Well, we might do in our room for a while, but as soon as you go out, you're moving out into a community where you're mixing with people. Um, and they all have their own buckets too. You know, the drains may come from actions that you take, but there may also be drains that come from other people on your bucket, in your bucket, and vice versa. You know, you may drain other people's buckets in some ways too. That's something to be conscious of. And drains, you know, some example of some drains that we might be facing, you know, as, as you're living in a new environment, there's still some element of uncertainty. At times you may feel a little bit overwhelmed and fearful about the things that you're doing that are new and different. Then from a practical perspective, there have been some late nights, I'm quite sure, some lack of sleep, some noise that perhaps has kept you awake at night from other students. You may not have been eating as well as you normally eat. You may have been drinking a few too many um and you may have just been feeling a bit lethargic because you're tired because you're having to take in so much you are feeling tired and so you haven't moved as much you haven't got your fitness routine going if you have one um your organization as we've already discussed might not be perfect and of course social life you're having to make an effort all the time and whilst that hopefully is beginning to go okay for you it still involves effort which at times can be a drain on your well-being bucket but the good news is we can fuel our bucket um, and really with the opposite of all those that I've just mentioned. So you can sleep better and decide to have an early night. You can eat better and decide to eat some of the green stuff as well as the pizza, pizzas. You can build in some rest and recovery time when you allow yourself and give yourself permission to do what you know you need to do to recuperate and rest. And you can choose to go move and take some exercise in whatever way you enjoy. I'm not prescribing going to the gym there. That's done to you. A walk in nature is just as good. Um, so I think it's really important to, to think about this and take note of this for yourself and ask yourself, what do you do that fills your bucket? What can you do more of that fills your bucket? Um, Elizabeth, anything else to add here? 
No, I, I was just uh, kind of listening to you talking about that, and I was thinking, savoring fills my bucket. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and well, and I guess I guess that's my kind of inner inner sort of mind. You know, doing those things, kind of practice of what. But I but I know green spaces are really important for me and. The university I went to had a wonderful green campus set outside a city, and I really loved the changing landscape of colour and the ice and the loch that was there. It really kind of filled my bucket. So being that environment really did a lot for me, I think. And and like you were saying, movement was really important for me and continues to be important for me now, whether I'm walking or running. And it's something I can do on my own or with others. So I'm really quite aware of what fills my bucket. Um, yeah, I think that's a great um, technique to have for life, really, isn't it? To work out what fills your bucket and to and prioritise that for yourself. Mm. Shall we, last tip, uh, pay <laughs> attention to the fundamentals. So we've mentioned things like eating, sleeping, movement, rest. We've kind of already mentioned those things. And in pre previous podcasts, 24 to 35, Louise and I had a really good session on talking about 10 fundamentals to be aware of. These are the things that have a positive effect on your well-being, especially at adjustment times. These are the, the things, the reminders of things to fill your bucket and to notice when these are going well or they need some attention. And you might have included those before when you when we were talking about focus on the good stuff or where you need to pay attention. But our list kind of goes a bit like this. Sleep, movement, eating, nutrition, rest, relationships, community, money, your finances, your inner world, meaning and mattering an organization and you can listen to these podcasts again you can go back and have a good listen to them but there are things to focus on about what's going well for you in particular or where you need to kind of focus on and maybe get to maybe you're not doing it yet but bring them into focus so you can develop some new routines and it's good to keep a check on this so louise can you give us a summary of our five tips today Absolutely. And just one thing to add to that is just to make the point that our well-being is really an individual. Well, uh, we're not with our well-being sits in sort of a collective in, environment, obviously, because other people's well-being impacts us. But our choices about what we do to enhance our well-being is a very personal thing, I think. So we suggest those 10 episodes, but that's not because we're saying you have to do all of those. <laughs> we're saying here are some options and here are some ways to think, think about these things and then you choose what appeals to you. So I think it's really important to say. And it's a flexible thing. It changes. You can change it. There's no no definitive answer to what's, you know, definitely best for your well-being. Um, although sleep does come quite high. <laughs> so the five tips. Um, the first one was lean into what's going well. Really notice the supportive, helpful things you're doing. This brings positive emotions. Tip two, prioritise and act on doing the important stuff that you might put off. Um, you know, suggestions of how to do this and finding what works for you. Tip three, checking in with how you're doing. Maintain a balance of noticing what's going well and acting on those challenges before they become bigger issues. 
Tip four, fill your wellbeing bucket. Be active in priming yourself for success, for yourself, with others and in your environment. And tip five, pay attention to the fundamentals, knowing that there is a dynamic at work here. Lots of factors that interrelate, interrelate. so it's your individual, individual choice, but all the factors interrelate as well. Thanks. So that's all for today. And next time, our five tips for new students will be focused on rest and recovery. So listen in and take an important break. So that's all for today. Thank you so much for listening. Please, 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 would you help us spread the word about this podcast by following the podcast on your app of choice and sharing with other students who you think might benefit. Thank you. That will help us enormously. Also, if you'd like to access the accompanying playbook for this series, you can do so for free. Each playbook summarises the show notes from each episode with some coaching questions and a list of resources. You can get those from louisewiles.com forward slash lean dash in. So that's louisewiles, W-I-L-E-S dot com forward slash lean, L-E-A-N dash in. Register and we'll send you the playbooks for free. Now, just as a quick recap, we mentioned some previous podcast episodes in today's episode that you might also enjoy. Episode five, nurturing self-compassion. Episode six, why it helps to ask. Episode seven, tomorrow will do, procrastination. And also the whole of series three, which is all about the fundamentals for well-being, dynamics for thriving through change. And in those episodes, we talked through those 10 forms of Um, well-being that we mentioned in this episode so if you want to go and listen to those work through them one by one you can do starting at episodes 21 through to 35 so that's all for today we hope you have a really great week next week we'll be back talking about rest and recovery bye-bye for now and now for the legal bits the information contained in this podcast is for information purposes only The content is not intended to act as a substitute for professional advice. Please do not delay in seeking professional help for any medical or mental health condition. Use of the information on this podcast and associated materials is at the user's own risk.